0: Jump in today's big topic, and uh, I'd like to thank um, Amit. Uh, I don't know if he's here. Ah, he's here, right? I'd like to thank Amit for inspiring me to to uh, take this up a little seriously. Uh, this is actually a follow through with what we did last week, which was called inflammation. Now we know that when when the body is trying to defend itself against a virus uh, or anything what happens is the antibodies in your system go and jump in okay and this causes inflammatory problems i mean it gets inflamed right now the cortisol is something that does get released to help suppress this okay so it's a natural thing it will always come out okay now this hormone is secreted by a very important gland called the pituitary gland and it release, it gets released along with adrenaline. So anytime adrenaline is released, now why do you need that? In case of an extreme amount of stress, maybe you suddenly got scared or maybe there's a fire somewhere or maybe there's some kind of riot going on. Immediately you get scared, adrenaline is pumped into your system. But along with adrenaline, cortisol is also released. It's another hormone. Okay, So it is also released to conflame, uh, to contain any inflammatory uh, scenario. For example, let's say you have a toothache and maybe a gum gets a little swollen. What happens is cortisol is also gets released. So just having a toothache, maybe I can bear the pain, but biologically, a lot of things are actually happening. Okay. Now, this, uh, I think I spelled hormone wrong, but anyway, it's known as... a Cortisol is known as a stress hormone. Whenever you're under stress, which means physical stress, you might have worked too hard. Maybe your car broke down and you're walking 10 kilometers and there's no puncture shop or whatever. I'm just giving you an example. Stress. It can be physical and it can be emotional stress. Emotional stress can be... We'll come to that. Okay? I'll come to that later. So... uh. Let me just move this out of the way. If this is coming, okay. So as you can see over here, this is uh, the uh, chemical structure of the of the hormone of co- cortisol. Okay. So stress is one of the big items which actually gets this released. Now it can be emotional or physical stress. Okay. Now what are these things? Financial problems. Oh God, I got this. I have to pay this huge bill. Oh my, EMI is due. Oh, I owe somebody, I've taken a loan and I had to pay so much of debt and I'm it's financial stress, for example. Work pressure. Oh gosh, I've got to deliver this thing tomorrow and I haven't even finished 10%. In. Even lack of sleep can give you stress. Okay? So don't think you're a hero and a champion. Say, oh, I only slept five hours. I am I'm, I'm Superman. No. Your body needs roughly around eight hours of sleep. So if you're not getting that requisite amount of sleep, it will automatically create a different kind of stress in your body. And once that happens, cortisol gets released. But what happens when cortisol, what is the negative side of having excess cortisol in your body? Okay. So this happens when the body is in a fight or flight mode. You know, a fight means either a fight or I run away. Or I just have come to the, or I just kind of just pass out or go into a coma, whatever. So, in such situations, cortisol is released to actually, uh, you know, give, give your body the, the, the necessary fight back. But the problem is that the cortisol, like any other hormone, is going to stay around for some time in your blood. It's not going to disappear the minute everything goes away. It's still going to be there. Okay? Now, what it does, it prevents the protein from being absorbed by the muscle. Now, as you know, a lot of your body is made of protein and it's made of muscle, the skin and there's so many things that are there. But especially when it comes to the muscle, it is what gives you, defines your shape. It helps hold your skin and keep it firm. Uh, it, it does a lot of, the muscle is extremely important. Okay. And if that protein doesn't get into your muscle, your muscle will start to deteriorate. It will start to become smaller, thinner and all these things start to happen. So that's a, that's when your you start to age faster than you should. So cortisol disrupts the ability for protein to get absorbed, and in the process, visceral fat, which is the fat that goes around your organs, starts to increase, and big symptom is also getting big belly fat. Okay, this is kind of very well documented across, and uh, these are some uh, some of the big things that happen. In a prolonged state, and you continue to do this, it will also start to reduce your bone density. So having excess cortisol in your system is all because of stress. And now you can understand why they say stress is a killer. Okay? It's not just an emotional killer. It's not something that just disrupts your mind. It starts to disrupt the metabolism of your body. Okay? Now, when excess cortisol is getting generated, it puts strain on the glands. And these glands require vitamin B and specifically vitamin B6. And uh, so what happens is that starts to get depleted. Okay, so everything that you know and you would have observed in a lot of the the, uh, uh, course that you would have seen, there's always this domino effect. It starts with something small and then it pushes another thing and then it pushes another thing and pushes another thing. For example, if you're, if you're eating very high glycemic index food and you're eating without a schedule, what happens is your insulin goes up. Once insulin goes up, the whole cascade of things happen. Okay? And now similarly, something like this happens when stress is there on your system. Okay. Now, if you have too much of cortisol being produced, especially if it's produced too much in the night, what happens is it will start to affect your sleep because cortisol will keep you awake and it'll keep you charged, and it'll it'll demand that you give more sugar. Okay, so that means you'll you'll also get hungry. You might start feeling weak and giddy because you know the the body is not able to supply the requisite amount of, uh, of glucose that it needs because it needs much more than the. It's a stress. It's a kind of a panic situation. Okay, so what can we do about it? I mean, oh, so we've heard all the horror stories. Uh, you know, go to jail and go to hospital. And okay, there are ways to get out of it. Very important is to get the right amount of sleep. Okay. Sleep, extra sleep does not mean that you are a lazy person. Extra sleep doesn't mean you will get fat. Okay. They'll say, oh, he's lazy. And therefore, when you're lazy, you get fat. It's all a myth. Okay. Laziness does not produce overweight. Okay. Or anything else. So, get a lot of sleep and do some things that give you give your mind a very pleasant feeling. Like if you have a hobby, okay, your mind will be engrossed in it, and, and a hobby always soothes you know it soothes the rhythm of the mind. So have a hobby, it's a good thing. Take care of a pet. If you have a pet at home, and you know and a pet when you when you start to comb, let's say you have a dog and you comb its hair. Or you give it a bath. The dog is so loving and playful with you at that point of time. And it brings you a certain amount of joy and that reduces the kind of stress that you might have. A, another good way is to meditate. Meditate will help you slow down your thinking. This is very useful in case you're in some kind of emotional stress. Okay? Get sunshine. Sunshine is also extremely important. The sensation of the warmth, the uh, the spectrum of light also helps you Create a better rhythm in your mind. Okay. And uh, if that doesn't help, watch comedy movies. Okay. Every time you feel your little out, go and watch your good old Laurel and Hardy, Mickey Mouse, uh, Bugs Bunny, whatever is there. Just watch something. Lucy Show. I don't know if you guys would have seen that in the early days. Or watch any language, whatever uh, you think uh, in the YouTube has a lot of them. Go and watch them. Uh, do easy exercises, don't do anything stressful. Uh, Just walking up and down or or just sitting up and standing or doing some very, very easy exercise can also help change the rhythm of your mind. Okay. You can also have a relaxing bath and lavender. Lavender, you might find in, you'll find them in in body washes. You'll find them in soaps. You'll find even lavender oil. Uh, This is something that aroma is really good and it helps relax the body. Some people actually take lavender essential oil and just roll a little on the pillow and that aroma actually helps soothe the mind. Okay? Even chamomile tea, the the aroma of the tea, it's not the tea that you drink, but the aroma of the chamomile can also be very relaxing. So, uh, perfumes and a a couple of these essential oils are actually quite good for... Sorry, I think I have a little blip on my camera here. Hang on. Okay, so I don't think you need to see me right now, but okay, there we are. Uh, Now the things that you can have, supplements that you can have is vitamin B is quite essential because there is a lot of strain when your body is doing cortisol uh, secretion. So you need to supplement it. Otherwise, uh, it will go into another panic and then you try to produce more cortisol. So it's a vicious cycle. Omega-3 and magnesium. I think uh, Sunil pointed out earlier that magnesium, of uh, you know, lack of it can cause a lot of problems. Magnesium actually helps you in a in in about three hundred different ways. So I think you can write a book only on just what magnesium does for the body. So it's really huge. All you have to do is get a couple of, you know, zero point one mg's of it, which you'll get in uh, rock salt. Uh, you'll get it in uh, multi. Mineral multivitamin tablets—you'll find them in a lot of foods. So go and look up foods. Uh, it's a simple. I've given you a link even in the courseware as to uh, where you can find foods and what their composition is. Now, some very good herbs uh, is the Korean ginseng. Okay, is a is a good is a good herb to have with you. And India's most popular and most effective herb is what we call Aswagandha. Aswagandha is has a lot of uh, medicinal properties. Uh, and it's uh, it's very tolerant. I mean, people have a lot of tolerance for it. So nobody has any side effects from this. Uh, this ex- helps you extremely. And uh, uh, it's an extremely good herb to have. You just need to have probably, you know, one dose of it a day or maybe two. Recommended is two kind of portions of it. Uh, extremely beneficial in many, many ways. Uh, it does not only help you reduce cortisol, it, it is shown to also help uh, uh, improve your complexion. It, it helps you uh, your hair growth. And there's a whole list of things. So it's a wonder, it's a wonder herb that we get in India. And it's an abundance, so not extremely expensive. You can get it from many companies. Uh, Himalayan has a lot of these. So you can just do a little Google on it. And you can see what are the benefits of Aswagandha. But for, especially for cortisol generation... You need to have ashwagandha. So remember, you've had maybe you've had a bad accident, you've fallen down, you've scraped yourself, you're just recovering from a very bad uh, bout of flu, or maybe you've had you know bad case of stomach upset or something, and you're on the drugs because when you're on drugs and antibiotics, your cortisol and everything is going to get high. So you may want to augment yourself with ashwagandha. Okay. Now the only thing is ashwagandha. Does lower your blood pressure a bit. So, so immediately after you've had ashwagandha, try not to have anything intoxicating. That means, uh, don't drink heavily as soon as you've had ashwagandha. If you tend to take alcohol, or don't take any cough syrup, or don't take any sleeping medicine, uh, especially because it will further reduce your blood pressure. So that's the only thing. But you have to take it in very large quantities for it to have such an effect. But as a safeguard, they just warn you don't have anything intoxicating after having, immediately after having it. You can have it a couple of hours later. It's not a problem, but just don't have it immediately. Another thing is when you have high cortisol, stop or reduce coffee. And especially after 6pm in the evening, stop having coffee. Uh, because the coffee will also not help reduce your cortisol level. caffeine and it will also act as a stimulant so if cortisol is already getting produced it will start getting overproduced so it's best to reduce or stop your coffee after like sunset for example so towards the night you shouldn't have any this caffeine in your system because now what happens is because the cortisol levels are high the body is going to demand glucose and maybe the body cannot supply it. It cannot convert the fat back into sugar, which demands all the protein back into sugar. So that entire, uh, you know, metabolism of it, of the sugar coming back may take too much of time and the cortisol will start to slow you down because it's demanding the sugar for it to to move forward. So you may want to eat a little rice or or carbs. So you cannot cut your carbs down to zero ever. You need to have... Like I said, the body's composition is 1%. So if your body absorbs 1% of that carbohydrate or 2%, it's fine. So you still need to give your body some type of carbohydrates. Carbohydrates, rice, uh, you know, bread, chapati, whatever. Uh, Sometimes even uh, noodles or whatever that, that is. But again, like I said, avoid maida. Okay, avoid any bleached product. A lot of products that we get today are heavily bleached or processed so that they become white like maida, corn flour or sugar is also a processed food. You know, the white sugar. Sugar is not white. It's processed so that it becomes white. And even scarier are are some of the refined oils. Okay. So uh, it's always good to stick with natural oils like coconut oil, ghee, butter and maybe cold pressed oils. That we had now good old days, uh, grandfather's days, it they would have two, you know, maybe a, a, a bullock, two bullocks going around with a wheel and a grinding stone and they would extract the oil. This is actually the, the best oil. And uh, if you see the practices of what our ancestors did, uh, they had far more nutritious and far more healthy habits than we do now. Our modernization has seemed to have, we have gone in the wrong tangent, but don't worry, the world is coming back. Everyone is beginning to realize that you know some of the old ways are some of the best ways. and we have to use technology so that we can make the old ways a little easier to do. okay? So I'm sure we can do that with a couple of machines instead of having two animals running around in circles. So okay, so uh, you need to you, you need to always have this thing in mind through don't starve. Okay, starving is one of the worst things that you can do. And as you can see, uh, the, the, the more nutrients you get into your system and the balance, the right balance of many things will help you actually live a much more fruitful and much, much more, uh, you know, active and dynamic life. It will help you battle a lot of things that would otherwise harm you. Okay, uh, so, so at any point of time, uh, you have to adjust yourself so that when you're scheduled your meals correctly, in between your meals, you don't feel hungry. Okay, that's really important. I and mean, when your schedule time, you are you're feeling hungry, you eat, and you've you've closed your appetite for that moment. It's great. Okay. So the thing is, never go into a sacrificing. I'm not going to eat. I'm going to starve. Never ever get into the situation. It can uh, cause problems. No. I'm not saying that this is applicable to everyone. For but for most people, uh, never keep yourself, uh, you know, completely empty, and don't get into a place where you're really, I have to eat, I have to eat, no, I don't no, if I eat, I'll put on weight And now when you start thinking about that battle in your mind itself that confusion in your mind is going to create cortisol again, so we are back to square one, okay so so it's, uh, okay so like I said I'm trying to keep a 45 minute time uh, slot on this and I think uh, uh, we are up for the last 10 minutes and I am open up to any questions that you might have uh about anything so this is i'm done with the uh, with the small lecture on cortisol so any questions i'm open you can take the mic or you can type in the chat
1: okay sir uh, can i ask certainly uh, yeah sir actually uh, i uh, you said that the sun rays also you know uh, go on sunshine in the remedies part you said sunshine yeah. is the remedy yeah Uh, I have allergy for sun, as I told you before. So, uh, taking vitamin D tablets will
0: again uh, help that. Or 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 sun rays are needed. Yeah, the rays are needed. It's the infrared and the ultraviolet. I'm not saying you stand and get baked. Just get a few minutes, just a few minutes, maybe one minute or two minutes, standing out in the sun and just feeling that and getting back inside is good enough. But do it more often if you can't stand long. At least you can stand for 60 seconds, right? Or a minute or two, you yeah. can stand. Yeah, yeah. So that's good enough. At least something, okay. Uh, uh, now, just to remember that that sunshine also creates vitamin D as part of it. Uh, the fairer you are, the lesser amount of time you need to stand out in the sun. Okay. So people who are darker shades, and especially people from, uh, you know, dark skin people from African continent, a lot of them suffer from osteoporosis. Because they actually need to... Have, their bodies have been built to actually stand through the harsh sunshine. Okay, and that, that's how they genetically... And so the melanin actually blocks out a lot of that. And for them, they need what we may need 10 or 15 minutes. They need half an hour to 40 minutes of sunshine. So that's the only thing you have to remember. Okay, sir. And, uh, sir,
1: uh, this, uh, huh, you said about starving... Just wanted to know sometimes, um, you know, I am, I am a bit confused about what is emotional hunger and uh, what is, uh, you know, uh, what is uh, actually if I am hungry, you know, uh, true hungry, true hunger. So how do I differentiate between um, that,
0: uh, these two things? Okay, that's a kind of a good question to ask. Okay, uh, so how do you differentiate? Okay, now this, uh, okay, now if you're talking about uh, uh, emotional hunger, now, emotional hunger can be there's something that you wanted to do, like, for example, let's say you wanted to go and play a game of cricket or maybe you wanted to go swimming but you've just been postponing it, postponing it and you say, oh, I just want to listen to some, I want to go to a concert and listen to some music. Okay, so that is uh uh, it is an emotional necessity and it's emotional kind of a desire that you have and uh, how do you actually find out is it something that's going to be positive, is it something that's not going to harm you for example I go for the music concert Uh, is it going to be overall a good thing for me or is it going to be a bad thing okay now of course you can have emotional need for anything else there are other things that you know maybe sexual gratification or anything I don't know whatever you want to call it if it's going to cause you harm then it's something that you say it may it, it it may emotionally affect you so 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 we all have desires and we have to be discerning about it uh at the same time you if you say a physical uh, kind of a uh, thing that you, you you may need let's say i want to go and eat 10 kilos of jalebi okay now yeah yeah, so you know that if you eat 10 kilos of jalebi something bad is going to happen to you right right so then you've got to say is it indulgence or not so i mean these are finer parts of life and everyone has a free will so if if i mean i i I don't know where to draw the line but i just say you draw the line where you think it's going to affect impact your life in a negative way now everything you do is going to affect you somehow negatively yes that's a possibility but is it, is the pros outweigh the cons? And that's all you've got to say. I'm going to gain 10 things, but maybe, okay, one thing I'm going to lose. For example, I may want to see a beautiful movie, first day, first show, and it's an emotional need and I want to go and see it, first day, first show, but the ticket is like, you know, 10,000 rupees. And then you say, okay, so the, you know, I'm going to fulfill that desire, but I'm going to, my bank balance is going to be down by 10,000. Is it worth doing? That's about it. You do to ask yourself, is it worth doing? So differentiating. Sir,
1: uh, is yeah, go
0: ahead.
1: Yeah, that emotional hunger part is I, I heard that, you know, uh, something which is troubling you emotionally, if you are, you know, low, then you want to eat more. That is one part. And right. another part, another part is also like, you know, um, maybe it is a fake hunger, like uh, I uh, fake hunger, sir, like, you know, now I, I am full, but still, you know, before I used to do, when I was not a devotee, you know, uh, okay. I used to eat full in my at my home and while going on the way again, mm-hmm. eat some biscuits, cookies. It's like, uh, you know, winning. So that is also another kind of, you know, overeating or like that. So those, you know, how much we are hungry and all. Uh, of course, it is. it depends on a person-to-person basis, sir. So uh, on a principal basis, could you help me? Uh, understand, because sometimes when I feel hungry, I feel I should starve. Why to? You know, it might be emotional. <laughs> so
0: I just <laughs> ah. So, so you are trying to find out if it's real hunger or it's an emotional. Hunger. You are saying is the mind yeah. to, telling you to eat or is your body telling you to eat? Yes, sir. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir.
0: Okay. Uh, that's why, when you make your when you that's why in this program, when you make and your also, break, I mean,
1: just to add, sir, so that I'll get yeah. proper answer. Sometimes I may feel bored, also, I have nothing to do. Sometimes I may feel so because of that, I want to eat something to enjoy my senses, you know. That may also be there. So, is it real hunger or a bit of, you know, uh, uh yeah, I, I got you, I got
0: also. a question. I got a question. Yeah. I try to yes. try to uh, yes. be articulated in my answer, uh, okay. So uh, the thing that you brought up, which is what's a very famous uh, term in India, it's called time pass. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All these little snacks that you have, they call them time pass. Okay. And it uh, obviously tells you because you have nothing better to do, you eat. Okay. Now these things come up because A, of social conditioning. Okay. Social conditioning is one of the things that, that actually contribute to this because you see a lot of people doing it. And they'll actually yeah. call it time pass. So what are you having? I'm having time pass. Time pass means he's eating some junk food at the side. Yeah. Okay. Now we have become we have we've just got impression to it, and we feel it's a very normal thing to do, and there's nothing wrong in doing it. So we've got, uh, we've it's become a socially acceptable habit. Okay. So that, that's you've just been influenced. So now it's like if you watch too many murder movies and killing and fighting. After some time, you'll think, hey, killing is okay. No problem. The guy died; is died. You get desensitized to the problem." Okay, so that that is one factor. The other factor is, is is a quite a very very deep rooted factor. The point that you're actually use, you know, when when, when you're when, when you're just eating because you just want to eat, and your mind says, "I just go and eat something, man." You know, you're you're bored, or you're uh, you know, you you got you know what. The biggest problem with everyone is that you have not set any goal in your life. Now, if you don't set goals first, this is where goals make a big difference. You want to achieve something. I'm not saying it has to be a monetary goal, it can be an academic goal. It can be maybe I want to help about a thousand people or whatever it is. There has to be some background of what you want to do with your life. Okay if there is no backdrop of what is your mission in life, then what happens, these things will just come in because idle mind is a devil's workshop, they say. So when your mind is empty and it's got nothing busy to think about or do, then what happens, the first thing you say is, okay, you know, you're uncomfortable. Okay. Now, why does this discomfort come? In the brain, we have two centers. It's called the pain center and it's called the pleasure center. And they always try to be equal. Now, a lot of things will affect your pain center. Boredom, for example, I have nothing to do. So your pain center goes up because hey, I'm bored. What am I going to do? I'm not even sleepy. So there's a sort of anxiety. Okay. And that little anxiety will push it up, pushes your cortisol up also. So cortisol will also come and tell you, boss, you need to eat something. So that will also affect you biologically. For, for then for the, when the pain center goes up, the body will try and push the pleasure center up, okay, they have to be at the same level and what happens is after some time, the pleasure center falls down and the pain center is still taking its time to come down, so again, you're forced to bring your pleasure center up, as the years go by, your pain center keeps climbing higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and finally, it reaches a very, very high point, Okay, so when it reaches that high point, what you have got to do is kind of a detox. Okay, and this is more of a mental detox than it is. A, even, you know, cigarette smoking or alcoholism is more of a mental, it's a mental game rather than a physical game. Okay, the physical game is actually just your mind is your pain, pleasure and pain centers are just keep, you know, attacking you. So what you have to do is don't stop something immediately. Okay, somebody who snacks in your little board, instead of eating one kilo of chips, try and eat half. And the next day, what do you do? You half, you try and make it quarter. And quarter, you make it 100, and then you bring it down. If you don't do that, your pain center is always going to be high, and you have not kept. So you have to bring it down. As the way you brought it up, step by step, you have to step by step bring it down. So there is no overnight solution to this problem. You have to consciously make an effort and to make a consciously make an effort, you have to have a backdrop of what is your mission in life so that you can keep reminding yourself instead of eating the snack, let me go and write a letter to somebody or let me make a plan for tomorrow to go and distribute some books or magazines or old newspaper or help some old ladies cross the street, whatever it is. Keep that backdrop in your mind because it it, will at least keep your mind busy on something important for you to do. So have some kind of, always have a mission uh, to do something for somebody else or for yourself, even for yourself. Uh, or maybe you might want to think about, I want to learn a new hobby. What all do I need to do? So try and find yourself where you can get engaged and and keep, uh, keep, keep a reminder for yourself. So whenever you get this uh, uh, urge to actually, you know, eat or binge or do something crazy like this, uh, try and remember a symbol. Uh, you can keep any symbol in your mind. For example, you can, uh, you can put a symbol of, uh, um, I don't know, maybe a, maybe a, maybe a, uh, you know, a ball, or maybe a, a cube, or maybe a, you know, a stick. Anytime this comes up, let that image come into your head, and please attach that image to your goal. Okay, that should be a related image. So let's say your your uh, idea is to to play hockey every day then keep an image of a hockey stick. So anytime you feel hungry, just remember the hockey stick. Okay, so this is something you can do. So you have to use a lot of symbolic uh, relationship between what is your mission in life and what are the things that are distracting you, which you think are not good for you. And let's tell you, as soon as you think about it, the first thing that should come is, let's say hockey stick. Or let's say you're somebody who wants to, to, to read uh, uh, some religious books or so imagine the picture of a book. And anytime you feel hungry, just remember that book, that image of the book in your head. It takes a little practice, but you'll get to it. And then of course, don't suppress. I know I'm hungry, I want to eat a binge a little bit. Eat half of what you used to. Just be a little conscious. Okay, I'll eat, but I won't eat too much. So satisfy the satiation of the brain saying I need to, I want to eat that potato chip. I want to eat that gulab jamun. I want to eat that jalebi. Don't go on a binge. Just eat one. And then keep remembering the hockey stick or the book or whatever that symbol is uh, as you're doing it. And you know, slowly you lose your attachment to it. Okay. And while you're losing your attachment to it, you're not letting it jump into anxiety. You're just slowly bringing it down. And when you slowly bring it down, your pleasure and pain center will come back to what we call a normal scenario. Okay. It's easier said than done, but this is my advice. It's the only thing that works. So, Thank you, sir. yeah. <laughs>
2: Coffee has been uh, uh, has been an enemy or uh, this thing. So, a lot of uh,
0: coffee drinkers who are uh, you know uh, almost addicted or something like that. Like we say, tea without tea, I get a headache and all that kind of thing. Right. So, right. Uh, is it uh, is it a good idea to completely remove uh, coffee from your uh, life? No. Not, not, like I said, if coffee should not be had in the evening, when you, as you get closer to your sleep time, try to avoid having coffee. Okay. okay? Coffee does have a lot of benefits by itself, but it's preferred in the morning and before your lunchtime and maybe probably at one stop at the evening at, at, you know, at four or whatever. Okay. So it's, it's preferable that you, that you switch on to a tea because tea has a lot less caffeine. Yes. So, Okay. And uh, like I said, you can't, don't stop overnight immediately. Just reduce it. If you're somebody who had five cups of coffee a day, just try to reduce it to three and say, okay, I'll stay at three. Or I'll just have one cup of coffee, uh, you know, maybe probably in the mid after, you know, just between lunch and uh, between breakfast and lunch, I'll just have one. And then try to replace it with something I'll Try to replace it with tea. Try to replace it with green tea. Uh, you know, find, try to find the other things that you can also drink, yes. chamomile tea. Uh, there is also burnt wheat. You can make tea out of that. You just burn the wheat on a tawa, and then uh, and then you just put you know when it starts to burn, you just put water in it. Koreans drink that. So you can just try to make a different beverage that whatever you'd like to make, you know, just try to switch it around. So the fact is that you are not depriving yourself instead of coffee or something else. So then the mind doesn't feel that you are punishing yourself. You know, uh, that should not happen. Once the mind. Because the, the pleasure and pain centers out of your control, and it has a mind of its own. Uh,
2: so, Prem, Sh- Sh- Prem, yeah. here. Yeah. Happy New Year, Prem.
0: Happy New Year, Shriran. Good to see you after a long time.
2: <laughs> okay, this uh, pain and pleasure center. Could you just repeat it? I lost some signal in between as I'm okay. traveling.
0: Okay, sir. So, certainly, certainly. So, <clears throat> uh, our minds. Uh, our minds are are built on on these, these are what helps us balance life. There's a pain and a pleasure center. Okay? Now, pain center, we all know, if you fall down or you hurt your knee, you scrape your knee, the pain center is going to go up. Okay? And it's going to excrete hormones and a whole lot of cortisol is going to get out, adrenaline is going to... Now, to counter that, okay, there is always the the, the counterbalance for it is the pleasure center. Okay? And... uh, uh, a lot of other hormones are secreted so that they stay in a balance. Now the whole idea of the brain is or the emotional level of is for you to have both centers at the same level. okay Now uh, for any addiction that people might have maybe alcoholism or may just give an example uh, you know narcotics or even uh, tobacco or smoking or whatever, it always pushes the pleasure center higher. Because immediately you get, or I have, maybe I'll have 10 jalebis, my pleasure center goes up. But as the body functioning, it wants to maintain the pain and the pleasure center. So the pain center climbs up to match the pleasure center. But as you know, once you've eaten your jalebi or you've had your cigarette or you've had or whatever it is, after some time, the effect of that pleasure will wear down, it will come down. It will start to drop. So what happens is your pain center is quite high and so what happens your pleasure center has to go and push itself up again so the pain center takes uh, pain, a longer pain, sorry, time to come sorry to yeah go ahead just
2: st- sorry sorry to stop you see i understand the pleasure center because i am getting a, gratific- a gratification on doing something it right. could be as you said smoking or drinking or whatever you want you like to do but yeah. so w- what is the role of this pain center that i am not able to why should pain center match the pleasure center
0: well, that's how biologic, that's how we are made. I mean, that's how, that's how the science of the body is. Okay, it has. there's it always an equilibrium that has to be maintained because one monitors the other. That's the whole idea. See, what happens, I'll give an example. If you do not have the, the pain center controlling this, you will die of laughter. It can happen that you will die because of laughter. Okay, and uh, you'll find this very significant in people who have schizophrenia okay and they are not able to control a lot of their pleasure and pain centers because they swing off the balance so the body actually starts to do something else it starts the mind creates uh you know a different kind of distorted uh version of reality for itself to manage this problem okay so you'll find that the harm motion so the pain center is actually controlling the so that you don't die of laughter the pleasure center is there so you don't die of crying you, you, okay. you're getting to understand my point. Okay, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: so absolutely now. Okay, so one is controlling the other. So it has to be in that equilibrium so that you don't, your mind doesn't go off into a fly-off into panic or, you know, into some kind of uh, seizure or whatever. So it's it's a protection mechanism. Okay, but the only problem is pain center takes longer to fall than a pleasure A pleasure center goes up quickly and it comes down quickly as well. So, so yeah. that's why we, when our pain centers are a threshold is very high, we keep trying to pump it up, and that's why an addiction becomes so difficult to give up. So the only so way to gives do it you
2: is euphoria, yeah.
0: Yeah, and the euphoria that you need becomes more and more and more every time, as you can see in the cases of people who are, you know, get addicted to drugs, they start taking more and more serious drugs as they go forward. You know, they get they graduate into something more and more and more. That's why. To start getting the drugs itself is a, is a very uh, is a very tricky situation because it's not a, just a physical addiction; it's more of this the pain you know the pain and pleasure center taking over. So it's more of a mind thing. So that's why it is extremely dangerous. If it was physical, then you can just administer some kind of you know drug or some or some kind of medicine and counterbalance it. It's not so easy. So so that and so the the only remedy is bring. If you have something you are ready to reduce it slowly so that you can bring the pain center in stages as you brought it up, in the same stages you bring it down. It's the only remedy for this. Thanks, Ritinder. It was a very, very good question. Thanks.
2: Superb. Thank you. I, I got the point, Debraim. I really appreciate it.
0: Okay. Uh, so Amit has dropped off because uh, uh, Amit uh, is a uh, monk in the Niskan, uh, temple and uh, he, he is fast approaching his sleep time, so he's had to drop off because at about eight twenty, he starts to feel sleepy already because he has to get up at three thirty in the morning.
2: And and prem, oh. just one one more question, prem Sorry to sorry to hold no. you.
0: No, no, you can go ahead. I have enough time. Not an issue. Yeah,
2: yeah. See the see. I I, I mm-hmm. work I work in a very stressed environment where I need to decide uh, cases uh, which comes to me quickly okay and uh, it's like 12 hours 14 hours i put my hard work so my brain is not going to sleep uh, very soon like whenever i go to bed i automatically uh, open up uh, youtube or any interesting videos that i like and my uh-huh. brain is not just my my brain is not uh, obeying me and it is not going to sleep it wants some stress relief stress busters to watch something and it simply is refusing to go to sleep Okay. So, sleep sleep is sleep apnea is the only uh biggest uh, threat I see which I'm not able to control. Food largely I'm able to control, okay. okay. But uh, sleep uh, very very difficult to uh, control. Uh, is there okay. any practical solution?
0: Yeah, so yeah, so like I said, uh, <coughs> the practical solution is uh may one first thing is make sure you don't have a heavy dinner okay yeah your dinner has to be the lightest meal and your breakfast has to be the heaviest meal so whatever you have for breakfast half lunch whatever lunch half dinner you can snack in in, in, in between that's not a problem if you give yourself about a 3 hour gap every time you eat something just make sure there's a 3 hour gap then you're you're good to go and as the day progresses get to smaller quantities so if your dinner is your lightest meal that's the greatest thing you can do after i mean uh, early evening which is say after 6 30 or 7 o'clock try to avoid having coffee if you if possible okay or any stimulant uh even if it's a cola or what I'm, I'm not saying that you do do it uh but just stay away from any stimulant after about 7 p.m okay Uh, So, it again comes relates to our topic today is cortisol. So, cortisol levels might be high and you're not able to put yourself to sleep. So, the two things is once you've you've actually gone to build on your requisite profile of protein, uh, carbohydrates, fats, minerals that you need in your body, then the body is ready to fall asleep to repair itself, number one. Number two, provided you have not made your heaviest meal or dinner, this will, this will help. Okay. Number three is try to, if you're going to watch something, uh, even if you have to watch something to get yourself to sleep, watch something funny and uh, watch something funny. Don't watch something that's too intellectual. Or listen to some, you know, light music or watch some concert that you can find on YouTube. Anything that's relaxing gives you a smile. Okay. That will definitely help bring your cortisol level down. And that should help. I mean, it's not the ultimate cure. Uh, that's one. And I do do recommend that if you if you are familiar with the herb ashwagandha, it's something that you can take. It's also uh, highly recommended, uh, which you can take about an hour before you've gone to sleep. Uh, it doesn't have, It's uh, it's a. Uh, it, it won't affect any kind of profile. Uh, you know, if if you have high blood sugar or anything, it's quite a neutral herb to have. But it definitely helps reduce that cortisol. It helps relax the body also completely. So you may want to take one of them uh, as a suggestion. Another thing you can do is uh, if you have a hot shower in the, in the evening, it will also help you fall asleep faster. Uh, try and use uh, you know, body, body wash which has lavender. If you can get a little bit of lavender essential oil, you can put it on your pillow. Uh, maybe you can drink chamomile tea, anything that has a nice fragrance to it. Will also help the the body reduce the cortisol because these uh, aromas also affect the pleasure and pain centers. So, so the, the I mean it. Uh, so flavonoids and uh, you know and these the these smells also do affect a lot of your body. So your olfactory nerve also uh, stimulates a lot of a lot of things that happen in the body. I'm sure if you smell something nice. When you're when if the food smells nice, suddenly your appetite goes up. So so you can't discount the fact that your 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 smelling sense plays a vital vital role in how your life goes through. Also, it it does affect you. So try to try to I mean you can only try it, and with a lot of hits and misses, you'll you'll find what is actually working for you. But I definitely recommend keeping your dinner the smallest meal. Try to pack as much earlier in the day. That's when you need the energy. And hopefully that when you come to the end of the evening, you, you're not really hungry. And you can, you can actually, that will help you sleep. But if your body is going to digest food, at the moment you're trying to sleep, it will not let you sleep. Because it's, it's busy trying to work hard and digest the food. So it can, it can hinder your sleep. And definitely don't take, practical is take a sleeping medicine, uh, melatonin and all of that. But I don't recommend it because it becomes, uh, again, an addiction. And then we're back in the pleasure and pain center story again. Does that help, Sridharan?
2: Definitely, definitely it helps.
0: Okay, so if you can, if you get a, a hand on ashwagandha, it will definitely help you. Uh, it, generally, it it slows it slows you down. You know, in a way, it'll 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 suppress the the need for cortisol and the things that keep you awake. It will it'll keep that at bay. And try to watch something funny, uh, jovial, uh, listen to music, pleasant tunes, no hard rock and all of that because that will keep you awake. Uh, anything that's pleasant and funny. Okay? And if you have a pet at home, then you may want to play with your pet in, the, in if, if the pet is awake in the evening. So, relaxing bath, hot water bath is fantastic. It's really good for the senses. Nice lavender or some rose or any kind of aromatic... Uh, uh, a body wash will help
2: in fact after your advice uh, i have started taking vijay sar also uh, yeah, okay. I was... I... Yeah, yeah
0: Yeah, i do remember How has that worked for you
2: definitely it is better at least uh, uh, my stress levels have definitely come down um, mm-hmm. my hunger uh, appetite has uh, really improved earlier okay. if i was hungry i it i couldn't stand now i am able to stand better with, with hunger
0: okay at least i i am I'm,
2: I'm getting hungry and then i'm eating
0: very good very good so it, you don't force yourself to eat your body it's tells you it's time it. to eat that's very good yes. that's a, that's a very very good sign i think when the body tells you it's time to eat and it gets a you know for me it's a rhythm i don't even look at my uh, my watch i know what time it is because the time i'm hungry i know what it is so, if that happens to you, okay, that yes. means your clock, your biological clock is now working in a better rhythm. And it is yeah. telling you what to do. So, now now you, you are able to, your body is able to talk to you. So, that's a very, very good. I'm, I'm glad that it has helped. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Uh, Sunil, have any questions or uh, any more questions, Sridhar, I'm willing to take. So, Sunil? Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. A lot of uh, Info today, very nice. Yes. Yeah, this is quite a packed one, and I was kind of inspired by uh, Amit, uh, who seemed to to have some some kind of indication of something not going right. And uh, with a little bit of research, I actually nailed it down and found out that uh, you know, unknowingly cortisol is affecting all, and it. it was affecting me too. And uh, two days ago, I went back to my regime of ashwagandha. And I've seen r- uh, rapid changes in just those two days. You've so, also mentioned Arjuna sir for uh, pancreatic uh, this thing. <coughs> yeah, v- uh, Vijay, uh, Vijay, Vijay sir. Vijay um, sir, is it? Not Arjuna sir. Arjunas. No, no. Vijay V or B? If it's uh, if you go towards the east. It is
2: no, B. It is, it is B only. Ah. In, in, okay. in ad, ad ads you can see B only. Vijay sir.
0: Yeah, so it will depend if it's Orissa, Calcutta, then, then the B will come. As you come more south, the V will come. So, anyway, uh, as long as we are all having the same thing. Yeah, it helps rebuild the, uh, uh, it helps rebuild, you know, if your pancreatic cells have a little bit of life left, uh, this will help, uh, you know, regain, help it regain its growth. What about type 1 diabetics? No, type 1, you don't have the pancreas, there's nothing left to grow. But there has been some interesting research where they're trying to make gut bacteria. They're trying to isolate a gut bacteria that can actually produce insulin for you. Oh, wow. So there's some research going on there. And some are saying maybe we'll have to graft something into the intestine so that it can create insulin. So there's a lot of in- research going on there. And uh, hopefully they will make some headway. I- I'm sure if somebody can think about it, then it's always a possibility. Is what I think. I mean, that's why that's the way. If somebody can even think about it, something like this, that means there should be some possibility it'll happen. Oh yes, that's it for today. Yeah, so so that will not only help type one, it will also help type two people as well. But how far, how long we are down the line, we don't know, because there are millions of uh, good health, good bacteria in your intestine, and they have just about recently, maybe. You know, a few months or few, maybe a year ago, I've discovered which uh, which microbe in the good bacteria st- stops the cholesterol from entering your blood. Oh. Because there are millions of them, they know that they all collectively they do some good, but which one in particular does what is still a huge science. I mean, somebody should to go and sit and document and experiment, and then say, okay, this one. You know, out of the hundred elements that you absorb in your body. They have to go document each bacteria and see how it reacts to it. So it's not an easy job, and there'll be hit and miss because the bacteria might die because it'll need a proper environment. And you know, so it's it's uh, so it's an amazing science that's come that's becoming taking forefront because mankind has now reached its the seventh antibiotic is locked up, and if we ever get into that scenario we have to depend on the seventh antibiotic, then. The human race has no defense against anything new. So I think uh, medicine by itself is now uh, trying to promote itself by getting uh, more natural ways out of this mess. And good bacteria, gut bacteria, seems to be the way the whole world is going because then the world will definitely get off antibiotics completely if they are successful. So it's going to be a continuous research and uh, you know, I'm following it as much as I can uh, but it's a long way to go, long way to go. But as of now, having good health, a uh, good gut health is a good blanket thing as the, at the bo- at the moment. Now, it can help to know which which particular bacteria you need more of and which you need less of that you probably come as you go into the future. Right now, it's still uh, still a discovering science, so So anyway, oh. thank you, everyone, and uh, I think Thanks. I'll sign off now. Thank you yeah. very much for your attention. And we'll see you next week. Uh, same time, uh, same place. Uh, hope uh, if you guys are not traveling. In case you're unable to catch the uh, the uh, the Inner Circle next week, uh, don't forget that there are recordings and you can go back into the, uh, into the site uh, and you'll find a course called the Inner Circle Vault. Okay, and the Inner Circle Vault has uh, all the recordings of uh, even past ones. That are there and uh, thanks to all you guys who are participating uh, my, uh, my inner circles are getting better and better so yeah so you always need an audience because without an audience you know you feel uh, you feel like just talking to yourself so it's nice to have participation and it encourages me to do more like I said uh, if there is any topic you'd like me to cover in, in, in any particular interest it doesn't necessarily have to be about food uh, or nutrition, or anything. It can be anything that's probably you are having a challenge within life. I'll definitely uh, uh, try to put that in the inner circle in the next week. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Bream. See you. Thanks. Thanks. Okay, okay. See you. I, I have a wonderful week and we'll see you soon.